It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. All right, we're back. John Glass here, hanging out with Mr. Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown, getting ready to talk some local sports. Boys, how are we doing? Fantastic. Had a great weekend. I visited Conway, Arkansas with the baseball team, so a lot to talk about there. Oh, yeah. A lot to unload with high school sports as well, so let's dive right into it. Let's get into it. we got a lot of fun stuff on the program today. We've got Player of the Week in high school. Um, We've got some baseball and softball tournaments going on in the district as well. Going to go over those as well as an interview with head softball coach for Austin P. Cassie Stanfield ahead of the A-Sun tournament that starts today at 3 p.m. against Stetson. So let's dive right into it. Christian, player of the week, C.J. Lattimore. What do you got? C.J. had an incredible week last week, or rather it was two weeks ago. So he, in one game, he hit seven RBIs against West Creek. So he, in addition to seven RBIs, he had a home run and a double. You know, this is a kid that in the last half of the season, he's really showcased his power. His batting average has kind of dipped down, but at the same time, uh, categories such as OPS, OBS, and also his slugging percentage shot through the roof. So he is just, he's been on a tear lately. And, you know, you can't beat that time frame as well. That's exactly when they need to heat up at the end of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how he really adds to the value of his team during the playoffs. You know, killing it going in uh, to that district tournament and, uh, yeah, going into regionals as well. We got baseball and softball into the year tournaments going on, trying to make that state tournament, trying to make a championship run. And, uh, yeah, these teams in Clarksville are no stranger to championships. Uh, Ross v. winning one a couple of years ago and Clarksville High getting so close every single year. But uh, what do we got going on in the uh, the tournament so far? Yeah, so CHS uh – Baseball actually just won their district tournament against Rossview. Uh, they both clinched uh, regional uh, tournament appearances. Yeah, you know, both teams are just been stellar though. You know, top ten, ranked top ten in the state. You know, it speaks volumes about the competition level throughout Montgomery County. Yeah, uh, who was it? Clarksville Academy's head coach that was yeah. talking on how he hasn't seen yeah. all three high schools playing this well in a very long time, or at least in his recent memory. But it seems every week we're seeing a Clarksville Now Player of the Week coming from one of these three teams. I mean, Rossview, Clarksville High, and Clarksville Academy are all in those top tier of baseball right now, especially for the state of Tennessee. Yeah, and the thing about it is every single week, one of them have been uh, awarded the recognition as Player of the Week just because... They are the standout teams right now, and the players from those teams, it's it's just a multitude of players are getting it done. You know, I think one, uh, the first player of the week, actually, Northwest uh, pitcher, uh, he was awarded player of the week for a no-hitter, but from that point forward, it's been Clarksville Academy, Ross Hugh, or CHS. And I mean, that, like, growing up here, like, that's been, a, that's kind of been how it has been for the longest time, like Clarksville, CHS, Academy, they've always been that powerhouse here in town. Uh, But one of the things is that we have so many high schools here in town that the talent gets spread out throughout the city. Exactly, And that's been kind of an issue, like making state championship runs in the past year, but you're starting to see it all come together in in these powerhouses. And I think that's a testament to great coaching, uh, great 
team bonding and uh yeah no just and it's only gonna, it's only going to grow more kirkwood high school i mean they're about to pop up this upcoming school year and that's going to be more students pulled into a different school and also i think there's going to be more students pulled into the clarksville area that are going to be now playing in this pool of incredible talent you might as well call it the clarksville league at this point like yeah. just make it really its own should. league <laughs> Right, but uh, then also so softball uh, district tournament. I'm going to give a put out an article in the, over the next couple of days, just detailing how that played out. So stay tuned and check out uh, Clarksville now. Yeah, I know for sure. A lot of really fun stuff happening in the high school realm. Now we are going to kick it over to our interview. We sat down last Thursday uh, with head softball coach at Austin P, Coach Cassie Stanfield, uh, talking a little bit about her past, her upcoming, and then getting into this season and then the A-Sun tournament uh, starting today. So let's dive right into that. All right, it's your week, your sports. John Glass here, sitting with Jeff Matthews, Christian Brown, and special guest, Miss Cassie Stanfield. How are you doing, Cassie? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. Awesome. Excited for this upcoming A-Sun tournament. A lot of interesting action going on at Austin P. What yes, are you feeling? How yes. do you feel going into it? Well, you know, one, we're still in the, the battle of getting there, right. so... We haven't, you know, been able to really truly relax and say, yay, we're going to the, the tournament. We're still in the grind mode with our mm-hmm. claws out, trying to make sure we find a way in. Got to always keep moving forward. And uh, it's just been a, it's been a crazy season on the baseball front and the softball front in the A-Sun that first year. It is, I don't know, I've never seen anything like it. But uh, yeah, let's get started kind of going in to your journey to Austin P. starting out with your playing career. Pretty awesome career up at Louisville, four-year starter, two-time team captain, back-to-back Big East championship, yeah, when it was still in the Big East. Uh, Yeah, how was that uh, transition from when you were playing at Louisville to your first job up at MTSU? Yeah, great question. Uh, First off, my time at Louisville was my best time of my life. Right. Um, I try to tell our student athletes that now enjoy it. Your four years fly. Um, but every single day, you know, yes, it's hard and it's challenging, but when you're able to look back at it, it's truly the best time that you have. So I enjoyed my time at Louisville. Um, every single part of it set me up to be a successful coach. I had amazing mentors. We had great administration. Um, so to even be able as a student athlete to look at, People, you know, that are role models um, and start learning at a young age for things that are going to help me in my career was was pretty special. That's not always the case. Um, And, you know, as soon as I graduated, I actually graduated in December. So I had an awkward time frame Mm -hmm. where you don't want to leave your roommate hanging right (laughs) by themselves. And so I was like, you know what? Like, I'll try this high school thing. The high school coach approached me. Hey, we do JV and assistant. Um varsity with me. And I'm like, sure. Like, I don't want to get out of the game yet. Let's do it. And I learned quickly. High school probably wasn't for me. That's okay. (laughs) It's some people are really great at it. And I, I'm just not one of those people. And so, um, I was fortunate enough where I didn't have to go and be a grad assistant or a volunteer coach. I jumped right into an assistant position at middle Tennessee and I was fresh out of college. I was young and dumb. And (laughs) luckily I had an amazing boss, uh, Sue Navar and Sue essentially had two young assistants. It was myself And Megan Rhodes-Smith, who is currently the pitching coach at University of Tennessee. And she was like, you know what, ladies? Like, y'all are fresh out. 
Y'all eager beavers, like, do what you want to do. Let's go try to find a way to win. And so Sue is really the one who kind of just gave me free reign. And she said, you take over some hitting, take over some defense, like, do do what you need to do to make this happen. And I was like, all right. And I am forever grateful for her because I think those years where, you know, you don't have someone looking down your you know back trying to guide you in every single decision and direction. Um, it gave me a lot of room for growth and development. And so Middle Tennessee, I'm grateful for my time with her there. Yeah. So, you know, Middle Tennessee, your first gig, did you try to develop some sort of coaching philosophy at that point? Like, did you go into it thinking like, Hey, it's like, all right, I kind of, you know, I got this competitive mentality as a player. Obviously it's going to transition over as a coach, but what's my it philosophy or what do I want to kind of what kind of coach do I want to be did you ever go through your head like that yeah I think I still go through that um (laughs) at the age of 36 uh so yes as a 20 I don't know three-year-old that's exactly what was happening right it was like okay here I am I'm supposed to lead these young women um be an awesome role model for for them and teach them the game and so um philosophy is something you are supposed to have as a coach um I do think philosophy is one thing though that it's changing right Mm -hmm. like if you're stuck in your way and you don't really or you're not growing and learning throughout your career um, you're probably not going to be in your career very long and so for me as a young buck I was calling everyone Um, Jimmy Kalaitis he's actually at Arizona State now I remember calling him he was a, a coach in the same conference as us and I'm like Jimmy I'm working with my hitters help me like what should I be doing and he's like okay start here and so um as a young coach philosophy is huge you're trying to figure it out um, but you don't know it and I think that's what I always try to keep in mind with my young coaches that I'm now bringing in um it takes time to develop um it takes trial and error there's going to be times that maybe you're telling a kid to do something totally ridiculous. Um, but a lot of times your kids buy in and they do it and it's Mm -hmm. trial and error. Um, and so I had that moment, um, in middle at middle Tennessee where it was like, okay, what is Cassie's philosophy? Um, what kind of coach do I want to be? Where do I want to go with it? Um, but I am a true believer that that philosophy is changing and growing and developing, um, every single year. Yeah. Cause you see always, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, the identity of a coach, if you don't change the game, will leave you behind. 100%. If you're not adapting, it's gonna you're going to be out real quick. But How has that philosophy changed th- uh, for you the most over the years, too, real quick? Yeah, well, luckily for me that I've, I've been able to be in charge of almost every position. Um, meaning, like, when I first started, I worked with um, the technically probably more so outfield and hitting. So I was like defense and offense. Um, When I went to my next position, I was strictly outfield and I threw BP and then I transitioned strictly into a pitching coach. Um, And, you know, here, even as a head coach, I've done outfield. I've been strictly pitching. I've done a little bit of everything. So for me, like philosophy wise, like I've been able to kind of figure out, you know, the goods and the bads and what I truly believe in, um, in all facets of the game, which I think is awesome. Um, I'm definitely not one-sided. I'm all, all the way three dimensional. Um, and then, you know, I think a lot with coaching, it's also kind of figuring out who I am. Right. Um, and so maybe at a younger age coaches, we think we know who we really are, but you know, it takes a little bit to mature and develop and, and kind of figure that out. And so as the years go on, it's like, okay, who do I want to be remembered as, as a coach, as a person? 
um, as a role model. And so the X's and O's, you know, yes, they change, um, but it's more so like, how do I get my athletes to play for me? Right. And getting the athletes to run through the wall and um, playing for one another. So you played and coached with Sandy Pearsall, legendary coach over at Louisville, started that program way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about a little bit playing for her, learning from such a staple in the game of softball and then talk about that transition again a little bit coming from her side of softball. How much did she pour into your um, playing and coaching? Sandy Pearsall, she um, definitely, she's amazing. She's an amazing human. She gave me the opportunity to go to the University of Louisville. Um, and I am forever grateful for that chance to to be a Cardinal. And so um, as a player, Sandy was the one giving me the tough love. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat that at all. Um, I can hear Stanfield probably being yelled across the field, <laughs> and I know that it would be Coach P. Um, and so she was the tough love coach. You know, um, she was going to give it to me. If I messed up, she was going to make sure that I knew. And um, the thing that I loved and I learned from Coach P is that she surrounded herself with individuals that had different strengths and weaknesses than her. And so Coach P for me was the strong, you know, hard-nosed coach. Um, but my pitching coach, Coach Marr, she was the loving, supportive, positive coach, right? And then you have a Carol Bruggeman, who is now um, the president of the NFCA. Um, she was the associate head. And I probably am a little bit more like Coach B, um, very energetic, very let's go, let's go, um, very positive and encouraging. Um, but Sandy P would always just keep me grounded. <laughs> like, and, and I, I can't, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And if she hears this, she knows that that is very true. And that didn't change going into working with her either. Um, there at University of Louisville, I came into the pitching coach role. And, you know, there were days in the dugout where she's like, you know, probably nicer words here on radio, but she's like, what the heck are you doing? Right. Like, and she's like, this isn't what we need to be doing. I'm like, okay, coach, like, okay, I got it. Um, and were there days that it was hard? Sure. Um, but did it come from a good place and a, you know, competitive mindset? Absolutely. So, yeah. So going back just a little bit, you know, you do your time at MTSU, then you move up to ball state and, you wound up coaching with Tyra Perry, who you wind up following to Illinois. Now, tell us a little bit about Tyra Perry and kind of what she means to you. Yeah, we are hitting all of my mentors, um, literally every single one of them. I'm, I'm here for this conversation. Um, Tyra Perry. So when I was at Ball State, my current boss ended up taking another job. And I was on the phone with Tyra. And it was one of those conversations where... Hey, Cass, do you want to come to Western and be a pitching coach? Or if I go after the job at Ball State and get it, will you stay and be my pitching coach? So either way, I was going to be working with Tyra. Yeah. Um, through interview process, next thing you know, she gives me a call and she's like, we're staying in Muncie. Like, get ready. And so um, my time with Tyra in Muncie was great. Our first year was hard. We had a, a really big transition year just because coaching styles were different from the old head coach, um, you know, I look back at that year and I'm like, that was probably the biggest learning year that I had as a coach and probably even still to this day. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And then, you know, our second year we come through, we had a bunch of younger um, athletes that were just eager to win and do something that's never really been done there. And that was to go to regionals. And so here we are conference tournament was always our big hump to get over and we win it. The next thing you know, we're playing at Notre Dame. We 
game one, we're playing the University of Notre Dame and we win the game. And it's like, who are we? Like, this is sweet. Let's go. (laughs) Um, You know, and regionals didn't turn out how we wanted it to, but it was a great run. Our student athletes enjoyed it. um, And we had a bunch of fierce competitors. And so um, what we created there was just it was it was cool to be a part of. Um, Tyra then gets the phone call because that's how it usually works. Right. You go somewhere you win. You get the big call of, Mm -hmm. hey, come and come and take a step up. And so. She got that call, and I'll be honest, I was asked to stay at Ball State. Um, they're like, Coach, do you want to be a head coach? You know, we would like you to stay here. And I could sit and say, hindsight, Cass, like, what, like why didn't you stay, right? Um, but I knew in my gut I wasn't done learning from Tyra. Um, I wanted to go Big Ten. I wanted to see what that Power Five mm-hmm. was about. Um, and I went, and I went as associate head, which is like, Pretty sweet. It's a pretty cool yeah. gig, yeah. right? Like I'm like the youngest associate head um, in NC two A softball. I'm pretty sure at the time, and so That's incredible. Yeah, right. And so we did it, and we went. And yes, I was only there for a year, um, but again, within that year, we took a team that we probably weren't supposed to on paper go to regionals, but we found a way to get them to drink the Kool Aid um, and to buy into one another and buy into our process. And we end up playing at a regionals at University of Kentucky. And, you know, the athletes there, um, you learn a lot from as well. That was when I kind of fell in love with being a pitching coach again. I had amazing pitcher, Brianna Wonderly. She actually came and worked for me here at Austin P. And, you know, those moments are like um, one, one in a million, really. Mm-hmm. You know, that like that team was extremely special at the University of Illinois. And learning from Tyra, you know, I was only with her for three years. But when I left, I knew that she had taught me so much and still teaches me to this day. If there's an issue, I call Tyra. If I have mm-hmm. a question, I call Tyra. And she will answer the phone automatically. Um, even on game days, she knows if she gets a phone call on a game day, it's Saturday at 10 a.m., if she sees my name pop up, she answers. She's like, hey, what's up? Something's going on. It's game day. Why are you calling me? Right. And she's just very um, level-headed. She gives sound, great advice. And um, I you know, I appreciate that. And it's good to have those people in your corner. It's amazing to see how those relationships have de- developed over the years, too. Yes. That's yes. the beauty of sports right there. Exactly. For sure. You know, and then you move over to Louisville. You coach there for a little bit. And then... You get the call to come to Austin P. Now, what kind of drew you to come down to Austin P? I know you're from Goodlettsville, right? Mm-hmm. So played at Good Pasture, correct? No, I played at Beach. Oh, you played at Man, Beach. Man, those oh, are yeah. like fighting Be- words right there. <laughs> I'm a Mount Julia kid. Oh, so we don't. I, I was a bear. Not, See, yeah, I'm, we don't like the bears. I'm, I'm a buck. You're a Rossview guy. Yeah. Okay. I'm All originally right. from Madison, Indiana. I don't know if you're too familiar yeah. with. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Awesome. And I'm a Kentucky fan, so don't hold that against me. Not a fan of that. I didn't think you would be. Look, we can all agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you get that call to come to Austin P. What was it that kind of drew you here? Again, I'm extremely honest and really transparent, and sometimes it's too much. Um, after Louisville, I was on the job hunt, and it was one of those things where, you know, I could apply for some head coaching positions. I applied from, for assistant coaching positions, <clears throat> and I went on some interviews. Um, some I felt like they were right, and then I was like, ooh, you know what? You know, I don't want to go and live in, in Texas, right? Or, um, no, I don't I don't think I want to be a head coach at that, at that program just yet. And, you know, I actually moved to Kennesaw um, to be an assistant at Kennesaw State. Mm-hmm. And I had moved there and I was there for maybe 
five days. Um, I had already turned in my application here at Austin P like long, like early in the summer. And this is, we're rolling up right towards school. And I still hadn't heard anything from Austin P. So I was like, I got to get a job, right? Your girl's got to make money. <laughs> and so literally we moved to Kennesaw state and, um, I get a call and there was a lot of transition here at the university. You know, we didn't have an AD at the time. So they, that's when they hired Gerald Harrison and, <clears throat> Um, they're like, Hey, do you want to come on an interview? And I'm like, what? Like <laughs> what? I just literally packed up a U-Haul and unloaded the U-Haul. And they're like, you know what? Like, let's just bring you in and see what you got. Um, yeah, Louisville's right on the road down to Georgia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I came here, they brought me up. I got to meet the, all the amazing people. And once Gerald offered me the job, it was one of those things where it was, it was just a no brainer. Mm. Right. Um, you know, you never know if you're ready to be a head coach. Like I got told that many times, like you're never going to truly feel like, yes, like I'm doing it and I'm ready for it. Um, so you just kind of take a leap and that's what I did. I was like, I want it. I'm, I think I'm ready for it, but I'm also a little scared to death to be in charge of a program. Right. Like that's a lot of responsibility. Um, but when I came on campus and I met the great people, they were extremely supportive. And I knew when I would come here that they were going to help me with anything. And so it was like, okay, like they're going to take care of me and I can, I can make this place special. Um, that's how I ended up here. Right. And being close to home is just a bonus, right? Parents are 45 minutes down the road. That is extremely rare in the coaching world. Um, so it was like, you know what, let's take advantage of it. So, yeah, and you have pretty much, I would say immediate success in 2018. You get here, become the first coach in program history to have multiple 31 seasons. Second in history to have 100 wins, and this is year five. So, I mean, a lot of immediate success. And then we get to this year, moving into the A-Sun. Can you talk a little bit about the challenges faced going into the A-Sun, whether it be, you know, new teams, uh, not really being as familiar with some of the teams in the A-Sun, and even geographically traveling different, traveling more? How has that kind of been a challenge this year a little bit? Yeah. First off, I want to just kind of hit on all of the success. Um, It's our student athletes and the amazing coaches and support staff that I've been able to work with while being here. Um, You know, I came into a program the year before me is the first year of like truly winning. And luckily, I was just able to build off of that. And so um, grateful for that. Grateful for the student athletes that show up every day and give to us because we demand a lot. So um, that's how that kind of the winning culture is starting to truly start to click for us. Um, as far as the ASUN, you know, if you look softball wise, ASUN is a very competitive conference and you have the top um, and it's great softball. It's one of those things for us that may be a little different is that it's every weekend you're, you're having to show up and play your best. There's, there's literally no off weekend in the ASUN. Well, I'd love to bring up a real quick point about that. You said every weekend, if- Last I looked, past five weeks in a row, you guys have had sweeps on the boards, correct? Well, not the, our two well, you later had, ones. Well, you won two yes. sweeps, and then yep. you also were swept these past two weekends yeah, oh, in yes, a row. Yes. So you want to talk about how competitive it gets. It gets very competitive on those weekends, especially yes. against some of these bigger teams in that A-Sun. Yes. Yes. You know, um, we celebrate when we take series, obviously. Like, taking two from a team is huge. Um, we have been able to take a three game series from someone, which is even better. Um, But, you know, to be on the other end of that, where you come out and someone's taking three games from you, it's like, man, like this is tough. 
Um, and sometimes, you know, things happen. Your athletes, maybe a pitcher's off day or your hitters just couldn't figure out how to make adjustments at the plate. Um, but, you know, our girls go out every single day ready to compete and win. And I truly feel we put a competitive bunch on the field. And so, you know, to see like a Liberty, you know, I still am a believer we could have taken one from them. Um, but they did take all three and they were swinging the ball and they were, they were pitching the ball and it just, it just wasn't our weekend. So competition's better. It's stronger. Um, we talk about travel, um, locations, you know, going up to Liberty. It's a hall. We actually took a bus. We took a charter bus. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit further than what we would have done in the OVC, right? Mm -hmm. You'd get on the bus for three hours and you're there. Um, so it's a little further. Um, we've already played at Florida Gulf coast. So we hopped on a flight, got us down to Florida. Um, interesting there it's it's 90 degrees we hadn't felt that yet mm -hmm. and so on that day too and a double header i'm like our girls are feeling the heat it, it's just it's just it's the, part of it it is right? right even though i'm sure they loved it at the same time they loved it they loved it <laughs> we were a little dehydrated probably but they loved it there is nothing worse playing the heat like i remember back in high school we played down like marietta georgia over the summer very hot just, oh, packets very, very of hot. gator light packets yeah. of gator light <laughs> oh yeah now drip drop and liquid IVs are a thing. Oh, so. liquid IVs. Yeah. Makes a big difference, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, so, yeah, no, the A-Sun this year, it was, it's been interesting on all fronts throughout Austin Peace Sports, and uh, I think competition's good. I think, you know, learning these new teams, obviously you got like Jacksonville State, but I think, you know, learning these new teams is good. It breeds adversity, and adversity breeds success, and uh, I think you've done a really good job at that. I appreciate that. So... Yeah, it's senior weekend, Jacksonville yeah. State. We've got some girls graduating. Go ahead and brag on them a little bit. Yeah, so senior weekend. Actually, graduation is tomorrow. Um, oh. I know. Wow. The athletes walking across the stage. Uh, we have Morgan McMahon, uh, Madison Boykin, uh, Lexi Osowski Anderson. She's she got her master's, so she's technically walking for the second time. Um, Emily Harker Road is in the same boat. She is walking for the second time, getting her master's. Um, and then Kendall Winesaffle. So senior weekend, the athletes that we are celebrating because this is their last year with us will be Lexi, Emily, Riley, Suits, Maddie Boykin, and Morgan McMahon. And so we have five athletes that. At the end of our game on Saturday, um, they'll come out, they'll get their frame jersey, they'll take pictures with their families and their friends. And um, it's just a moment to give back to them. Um, to me, I know that four years of playing D1 softball is a lot. We it's take, a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a very big deal. Um, and to be a student athlete and to balance school and practice 20-hour weeks, it's a lot. And so it's our it's our little moment that we get to truly just give back to them and celebrate them and celebrate their success on and off the field. And so our, our student athletes have been great. Um, the group that is leaving, like they're truly going to be missed. Um, you know, we have our athletes that – or in every single game. And then we have a few of our athletes that are like our true role players. Um, both, both sides of it bring um, a lot to the team 38 and have really brought everything from all of our teams. I think Lexi started at team 34. So it's pretty sweet to think about, um, you know, Lexi Osowski Anderson, she's probably the big name that everyone knows around town. Um, Lexi has definitely left her legacy here. And uh, to kind of celebrate her and give back is is special. Um, you know, 
I think when people think of Austin P softball, I think they automatically go to Lexi Osowski Anderson, mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet on her end. Um, <laughs> she she came in as a freshman and she set big goals as a freshman. You know, she, she knew what she wanted. Um, maybe didn't reach her biggest goal, um, but that's okay because she showed up every single day um, at practice as well as extra time in the cage to work and grind it out. And, you know, for me, her work ethic, um, other student athletes saw it and they were able to, to start, you know, Hey, if, well, if Lexi's doing that, if Lexi's hitting three extra times in the cage, maybe I should go hit three extra times in the cage. Maybe I can, right? Right. Step in there. Yeah. Maybe I can put some extra work in. Talking a little bit about Lexi Ozowski Anderson, she gets the hit record this season. I believe it was against, was it against Lipscomb that she got the hit record? I believe so. I could be wrong. What was her reaction to getting that? Was she pretty pumped up about it or was she just mainly focused on the season? So one thing about Lexi is if you watch her, she could hit a home run and she'll give me a smile across while she's you know, passing third, but that's about all you're going to get. You're not going to get much. And, and we laugh about it. Cause she's like, that's just not how I was raised coach. Like my mom told me not to do that. Like act like I've been here before and right. good for you. I love mom. That. Yeah. I'll give mom a shout out. She's pretty <laughs> legit. Um, but that's how Lexi plays. So as far as breaking records and, you know, leaving her name in the record book, I don't think, um, she's not one that is going to throw it in your face. Um, she's just going to do it. And then she's going to just get after whatever's next. Yeah, and it has been a fun season. 25 and 20, 11 and 10 on the conference. Going into the A-Sun championships next week, obviously, yep, still work to do this weekend. But, uh, not trying to get ahead, but looking forward to that week, what is the mentality going into a tournament style like that to end off the season? Yeah, so... Our history, as far as going into tournaments, um, the past few years, we've actually been the teams that are having to do the play-in, mm-hmm. right? So you get there. If you lose, you go home. If you win, you actually make the legit tournament, yeah. right? The double elimination. And so it's the same setup for ASUN. You know, um, there's a shot that we're in a play-in game. Um, there's still a chance that we could actually make it to where we're right into that double elim right away. Um Mindset for a tournament is, you know, survival of the fittest. Um, For us, our plan is to get there early because, again, it's in the land, Florida. Um, We were literally just in Indiana playing in our winter sleeves and jackets. So we're going to get down there on Sunday is our goal. Um, Get there Sunday, have two days of getting used to the heat before we have the chance to play on a Tuesday. Um, So we can kind of just get it used to it, right? Get our liquid IVs in and our drip drops and make sure we're hydrated. Um, And then it's just, we just have to get out there and compete. You know, Um, for me, I just try to remind our athletes, we have nothing to lose. Um, You know, I I don't think many people thought Austin P softball was going to come into the a sun and even kind of shake people around. Um, So I think that's the cool part of it. You know, why not us? Right. Right. So um, I think we if we're there, I think as soon as we win a first our very first game, I think we'll we'll start cruising. Um, we have some great pitchers in the circle. Jordan Benefield, she's the one that's been holding it down. I think if we get her back going, I think she's going to keep us in the ballgame. Um, our hitters, I personally believe they're starting to get 
hot and kind of like start filling themselves in the batter's box. Um, you know, we went when we were at Liberty, we were competing with them. You know, Liberty would score three. Hey, we'll score three more, too. So what? Um, so that part excites me. I think we're in a good I think we're in a good spot um, as long as we can just kind of put it together, put the nerves aside and just play Austin Peace softball. Can you speak on real quick uh, how discipline will play into your advantage going into the ASUN, or yeah, ASUN tournament? as well because i know you guys are one of the league leaders actually in walks wow i know we don't have a lot of strikeouts either so yeah, knock exactly. on some wood, right <laughs> um yeah you know it, as far as our hitters we you know we make plays on defense don't get me wrong um but we are offensive minded the way we practice we hit a lot and we do hitting groups and then we're going to hit again in practice and that's just how we work um coach brie um hessen she has She's been setting up practices where they're really hard, right? Putting the machines on curveballs that are, you know, going into our lefties and screwballs that are hitting our righties' hands really hard, and and making them fail in practice in hopes that when game time comes, we're ready to attack it. Okay. So, um, you know, I think our hitters, I like I said, I think they're going to be ready. Um, I think they're going to be comfortable, um, and I just really feel like we're in a good spot for that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, eight nothing win up in Evansville the other day. Getting hot, that is a big key. So I think we're going to see great things. The offense hopefully keeps rolling through the weekend and hopefully get up there and uh, get acclimated and run this tournament and uh, hopefully keep on moving on. It's win, win, win. Win, win, win. Thank you for being here. It has been fun. We really appreciate you coming in. Thanks for having me. All right, we are back. I want to give a big thank you to Coach Stanfield for her time sitting with us. And uh, yeah, Jeff, that was, that was a lot of fun. Awesome interview. Always a pleasure to have a moment to talk with one of these coaches just to kind of get her insights on, especially the team this later on in the season, A-Sun tournament, like you said, starting today. Mm-hmm. Governor's playing at 3 o'clock. They're going up against Stetson, the number two seed. How did they get there? Well, this past weekend, we talked to... Well, when we talked to Coach Stanfield, it was on Thursday. So they had a series against Jacksonville State this past weekend. Governors dropped the first two games. However, in that third game, Austin P comes out with that win, which then placed them into that seventh seed. So after their game today, it's going to decide who is going to be playing Jacksonville State coming up tomorrow. Jacksonville State, another top team in the A-Sun. Yeah, and I mean, it is a... look. You made it to the dance. It's like everybody wants to be invited to the prom. You made it to the prom. Everybody's on the same playing field. Win and yeah. go home. It's a different situation. No, re- The records don't matter. Um, everybody starts zero and zero. Everybody is zero and zero. The thing is, Austin P has struggled the past couple of weekends. They got a couple of sweeps on their, under their belts. But that last game against Jacksonville State could have been the deciding factor. You get a lot of momentum shift after you get a big win, especially one that's going to seal your deal to the A-Sun Conference Championship, and that's where they're at now. So a lot of a lot of motivation for them. And you just need a fresh start from that point forward if you are struggling. And like you said, they're going to carry that momentum into the tournament. So it's going to be amazing to see what they accomplish. Yeah, and I mean, it is a, uh, look, it's a do-or-die situation. It is who can thrive the most under pressure. You know, the old saying, pressure uh, breaks pipes or uh, births diamonds. I want to see something shine on the field out there this weekend. But, uh, yeah, moving on to baseball. This is probably, like, if you look at the, I'm just looking at the standings right now on the ASUN website. It's It's an interesting look, John. (laughs) Bizarre. It's an interesting look. So, this past weekend, Austin P. Baseball travels up to, or I should say, down down to uh, Central Arkansas, city of Conway, Arkansas. I went down there with them. I was calling games for ESPN Clarksville. Right. And uh, 
interesting, interesting interactions. Austin P drops the first two games. First game, not too bad. Austin P using a few pitchers out there. I think they went too deep in the uh, pitching rotation. Um, that second game ended up being a marathon game for Austin P. Um, a lot of doubles hit by the governors. Clayton Gray, I know, had a couple of them. Um, Lyle Miller Green, who was also the starting pitcher and designated hitter for that game, for that game. Incredible stuff by the Governors early on in that matchup. Ended up kind of turning into um, a rough situation for the Governors pitching-wise. Ended up using eight relievers. And then on top of that, really Austin P just couldn't bring batters around the plates. They had a good run of getting batters on. They had some batters walk on balls, but eventually just couldn't bring people around to home plate. Whereas on the other side, Central Arkansas, they were able to draw walks on balls, but then they followed that with hits that brought them around the bags. On top of that, the governor's giving up a few runs on balls too. Central Arkansas did it as well. Austin P just giving, I think, a few more runs off of that. That third game, though, on Sunday, Austin P comes out with Jacob Weaver on the mound, goes to full six innings, the longest outing by the Governors since back in early April. A huge moment for the Governors just to kind of get that longevity on the mound to start things off. Austin P finally able to pick up that win, shaking, I think it was a five-game losing streak against Central Arkansas. And now, today, they visit Knoxville to go up against SEC Powerhouse. Tennessee and Tennessee Man. has been. Uh, I keep up with Vols. They have been quite hot. I mean, this past weekend wasn't the best, but right. they have been on a tear. They swept Vandy. They swept Mississippi State. National champions on national champions. Just they are getting hot at this point, and they are not going to lighten up on the Govs. They are going to get. They might be thinking this is a little bit of batting practice themselves. Yeah, and it definitely could feel that way. Roland Fanning, I talked with him at the coaches' show uh, yesterday, and even he said it himself. These are games that he knows that they're not meant to win. These are games kind of, I guess... I would call them showcase games, and that's Jeff Matthews' wording on that. I mean, it gives you an opportunity to showcase Austin P and the program that you have, able to see where you're sitting in between... Uh, where you're at and an SEC powerhouse team, I mean, a top five team is a huge deal. These are schools that are very prevalent in baseball and you can learn a lot from that. You can pick up a lot of great things from these teams. And I think that's the big thing that Roland Fanning is looking at is just seeing, all right, well, we're going to go, we're going to play our game. We're going to play our style of game and see where it ranks against these higher ranking teams. Yeah, I mean, and they went toe-to-toe with Vandy early on in the season. They're, honestly, they sh- they should have won that game. They had to the lead most of the game until I believe it was the uh, seventh inning. Yeah. You know, the thing about it is this game, they're going to be able to just kind of play loose, yeah. you know, and that's going to help them later on down the stretch of the season uh, in an ace on competition as well. Nothing to lose. Exactly. So I think it will just play to their advantage when it's all said and done, and hopefully they can lock up a, a s- spot in the tournament. Yeah, you just want to make sure you all always, you know, Keep eyes forward. Keep your head on straight. Like, no matter what happens, too, this is a very, very good and determined team in Knoxville because they're also competing to try to make sure that they stay in the SEC championship uh, tournament and make their way into the NCAA tournament and get a good seating, too. So, they're on a mission. They, you just got to make sure you keep your head on straight. And, but, Looking at this A Sun, it's weird standings. Yep. Let's just kind of take a look. You, you know, you got Florida Gulf Coast and Lipscomb sitting at the top at eighteen and six, with Stetson really sitting alone at third there at sixteen and eight. Then things start to get interesting. Jacksonville State kind of have a little buffer between the pack at fifteen and nine at fourth, and then you get into fifth place where Austin P is currently sitting in a three-way tie at thirteen and eleven. 
but there's no room to breathe because you got Kennesaw State, Liberty, Central Arkansas, all at 12, uh, 12 and 12, and then North Florida at 11 and 13. And Jeff, we don't have that many games left in the season. Something's got to break. Six games left in the season. A series of uh, a series against Lipscomb coming up this weekend after their game at Tennessee. Following that, the Governors will face North Alabama. The North Alabama series. A little bit of a break as far as competitive teams. I mean, North Alabama is still an A-Sun team, so it's definitely somebody you shouldn't uh, drag your feet on. But saying that is in there a little bit further down in the in the standings, so you might be able to relax a little bit against them. But you're right. There is no breathing room for the governors. They kind of gave that up off of those uh, sweeps that they had a couple weeks ago. And then they came in, lost the first two games against Central Arkansas. Arkansas in counter also swept a team that weekend that the governors were swept and then continued on to win at two games against the governors. So the governors governors got rid of a five game losing streak. Central Arkansas went on a five game winning streak and that's where you're seeing Central Arkansas popping through. Austin P and Kennesaw State have been tied for the past Two weeks now, I mm-hmm. believe both these teams have kind of been going back and forth as far as win columns go, and that's been really frustrating for the governors. They just haven't really been able to move out of that spot, mainly because of bad luck, maybe mainly because of just other teams winning their games, and also, I mean, you got to think, everybody's moving. Everybody's yeah. doing things different right now, and some of these teams that are kind of in that ninth spot, 10th spot, and 11th spot it's still fair game for them to move in and knock some of these other teams out. I mean, like, they, there's just no room to breathe, and Austin is going to go play series with the team that's tied for first place right now. Right, and that's going to be a tough one. Lipscomb is a, Lipscomb is a strong team this year. They are having a big season. Um, I believe one of their ace pitchers, Dunkelberger, yeah. he is out there throwing some heat. He's able to place his pitches really well. I think the governor's hitting team is going to have a little bit of trouble with him, but I mean, only time's going to tell. The good thing for the governors is it's back here at Austin P. They are going to have home field advantage, and I think they're going to feel a little bit more comfortable out there. Yeah, you got to take at least, at the minimum, you got to take at least one from them. Really got to go for that series win. Um, the bread and butter, though, yeah. I, I mean, Lipscomb, it's going to be a tough one. You're, you're going to have your issues. The North North Alabama one, that's the one that you really should be coming out with like some of your stronger players because you, just, you really just want to make sure to win those games. Well, you, if you can come out with a sweep against North Alabama, it is going to feel so much better for you, I think. Breath of fresh air. No well, and, and that's the scary part because you have Lipscomb yeah. first. You're really, you might end up seeing a situation where the governors are playing a third game of the series to win or to get into the A-Sun. And I think this like happened last softball. year. Yeah. I think this kind of happened last year too. And like, here's the thing. North Alabama has, again, like we were talking about Austin P playing Tennessee, North Alabama has nothing to lose. So if the Govs are going into that last weekend playing for their playoff lives, North, you best believe North Alabama is trying to spoil that party. Absolutely. Any chance that they would even have to do so. Sorry, no hard feelings. Just don't want to see you happy. Right. <laughs> it's based on com- competition. Exactly. I mean, conference that's just play right there. And that's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. As it should be. As yeah. I, We should leave with that, too. As it should be. Yeah. Um. Governor's going to have a tough time this these next couple weeks. I think they're going to be able to do it. The huge kicker, I think, for me anyway, looking at it, Jacob Weaver getting that huge start on the mound against uh, on that Sunday game. Governors haven't seen that in a long time, and I think that was the biggest motivation for them. It gave their relievers a little bit of a break, gave them a little bit of a cushion walking in to uh, Friday against Lipscomb. Tennessee game, Roland Fanning. Not ch- I'm not chucking that one away, but Roland Fanning understands that one is. You know, it's gonna be tough. It's a tough game. He's not meant to win it. He even said it himself. But 
that's in the game that he's uh, he's excited for just to see where they're at, but more concerned with Lipscomb. Yeah, and Ethan Schmidt's going to be on the call on ESPN Clarksville tonight for that game, so make sure uh, that you tune in. But it is a very... Like the Ace, the the people at the Ace Sun front offices have got to be absolutely thrilled the way oh, that yeah. the competition has been this year. You couldn't, you couldn't write a better script. No, no, and you're gonna put you butts really couldn't. In, you're gonna put butts in the seat. First year in the Ace Sun, Austin P moves to, I mean, at one point tied for first. Yeah, and, and then just with some bad luck on a couple of weekends. And this is a whole different conference. I mean, this there's like we've already said it. There's no cushion in either direction. You go up, you're right there with another team tied for another spot. You go down, and you're in, you're in trouble of not even going to the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll see how this all plays back and check in with you next Tuesday. Uh, and next Tuesday, we're also going to give you a little sneak peek on uh, Nate Landwehr going to be possibly fighting. Nate the train. Nate the train. He looks like it looks like he does have Main another Carter. fight. We are going to get into it next week because yep. we don't know too much just yet. We no believe article, this is just I was about to say this is kind of newer news on whether or not he's going to have this fight. So it is going to be exciting to see, though, because he has been exciting to yeah. watch, especially for all of us Clark's billions. He's been great to bet on. <laughs> okay. I made, last time he fought, I made, Tristan and yep, I, yep. I made $500. I think oh, I wow. made like 200 myself. Yeah, no, it's going to be definitely a fun week next week on your week, your sport. So uh, for Christian Brown, for Jeff Matthews, I'm John Glass. Peace.